called to the booth week 12. Week 12. Thanksgiving week. Nice little happy. This is our happy week. It's rainy outside. Supposed to be our happy week, man. Speak for yourself. What we got going this week? <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. Hey, 20, hey, 2020 put a little cloud on on everything, don't it? Yeah, no, it's been uh it's been a crazy year. I'm staying I'm staying in California, not going to New York uh for Thanksgiving. Uh but I hope most yeah. people uh are still able to see their families. It's um crazy times for sure. Yeah, we're gonna be low key too, man. Just you know, wife and the kids cook a little little Thanksgiving here at the house, man. My mom might come through, we might go through uh uh wifey mom. In law, my my in law, we might go through there for a little while, maybe one game or something. But low key, man, low key Thanksgiving, man, for the most part. So hope everybody enjoy it, though. You know, it's it's everything happened for a yeah. reason, Harrison. You know what I'm saying? So maybe God just wants you to get close with your immediate family. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Your small family who you see every day. That's how God wanted to be this year. So man, we never gonna put a question mark where God put a period. 2020, mm -hmm. low key. Hey man, play the play the play the play, play the church organ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well. In one of my lives, in one of my lives, I, I was a preacher. You know, a pastor, <laughs> imam. I don't know. I don't know what religion it was in. An imam. I might have been a Muslim pastor. You know what I'm saying? Christian. We don't know what religion it was, but in one of my lives, I definitely was a was a pastor for sure. <laughs> We got an interview uh, with Hall of Fame running back Terrell Davis. That's coming up uh, in our next segment. We're also, as you alluded to, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving's right on the way. So we're going to preview all of the Turkey Day games, and we're going to pick out a standout player from each of those games. But let's do it like how we always do. Power ranking. Week 12, and then we go Power ranking. I, I, I just wonder who's number one again, the Steelers. <laughs> After being undefeated for another week at number two. Hey, look at good. Yes, indeed. At number two, again, the Kansas City Chiefs. At number three, even though we didn't know what really was going to happen with the quarterback position, the Saints remain at number three. At number four, they were hitting big Monday night, the Los Angeles Rams. And at number five, the Seattle Seahawks back in the mix. Let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, leading another comeback win at the quarterback position. I saw a quote. I believe it was from Michael Irvin, who's basically said uh, that Patrick Mahomes is redefining uh, the, the NFL the same way Steph Curry redefined the NBA with this three-point shot. Uh, when you yeah. see Patrick Mahomes have another comeback win like that, what goes through your mind? Exactly what Mike said, man. Playmaker right, bro. He's, he's, he combining... The biggest arm, so that was like you know what I'm saying. That was Steph Curry. He, he he just created a range that can nobody match. You know what I'm saying. And then slowly but surely, the next person to come on there start doing it, and they start doing it. So you're gonna start seeing quarterbacks who could throw the ball 60 and 70 yards and can move like him. So he's just the first one to do it, like Mike said, man. But six for seven, 75 yards, and the easiest touchdown <laughs> of the season probably for him. You know what I'm saying? It's, it just make he make it look so easy, bro. I don't know how. If the defense, if the defense get two turnovers, it's over. I don't care how many points you think you're gonna score. If you give Pat Mahomes two short fields in the whole game, it's over with, man. So 
I love to be the D coordinator for them boys. We've seen the Raiders have a, a a level of success against the Chiefs, and that's mainly because of their running game with Josh Jacobs and the strong offensive line. Granted, they didn't win that game, but over time, the the Raiders have played well against the Chiefs because of that rushing offense. Yeah. Give me something else, another key to beating uh, the Chiefs. We all know a lot of teams don't get to rush the ball because they're usually behind. Right. Um, but give me another key to beat to defeating Patrick Mahomes. It's tough, man. You 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 can't play zone against them. That's out of there. So I always go back to what 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 won for us. That's all I know, man. You gotta just blitz him and have the guys who can cover for you. That's the only thing I can think of. And then when you don't blitz him, you cram the middle. Everybody play with the outside leverage, make him throw it in the middle. Hopefully you have some help. But it ain't too many teams who could do that. It's a couple teams who could blitz him and match up out on the outside with Tyreek Hill and 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 Hilaire and and Kelsey, like you got to match up Hartman. He the number three dude. He fast as Tyreek, so it's a matchup problem if you play man. But if you sit back in zone, he gonna kill you. So man, I say run the ball good on offense so you can control the clock. And then on defense, man, you got to make him uncomfortable. It got to be one of them games where even if he hitting you, you got to be putting him on the ground, man. He got to touch the ground like 15, 16 times. It got to be one of those type of games. You got to just go in knowing, all right, we're going to get like two 15-yard flags this game for hitting him. Just, it's just got to be one of them type of games. Okay. Uh, now, considering your experience in Denver and just obviously being in the league for a while, uh, I imagine yeah. you might have had a moment in the locker room where your team wanted one quarterback to play and the head coach, the coaching staff might have wanted another quarterback to play. I allude to that because of the Saints game against the Atlanta Falcons. Reports, a lot of reports yeah. came out uh, towards the end of the week and even on game day that majority of the players in the locker room wanted Jameis Winston to start at quarterback. Taysom Hill right. got the start at quarterback. They won, so it's all good, I assume. But have you gone through a moment like that before? And, and what was your reaction to how, yeah. how how it played out? Well, honestly, we I went through that. I went through this before. Uh, Denver years, you know what I'm saying? After after paying many years, you know what I'm saying? After the chip, we got quarterbacks. He should play, he should play. And at the end of the day, I always was the guy like, hey, bro, let's just make sure we out there playing. You know what I'm saying? Let them coaches do what they do. Let's make sure we out there playing. We worried about this and this, and we ain't going to be worried about our own job. I was always the the debtor of those conversations. Like, bro, you worried about I'm making a little mad. No, I'm, I'm lead, so I'm going to make it funny a little bit. I'm going to Fire him up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And make sure make sure you're worried about your job. I always kind of ended it like that. But with that being said, man, Taysom Hill looked nice to me. He was straight. So, I mean, if I was the GM or the head coach and I'm trying to see who I want, my Drew Brees on his way out, who I want to come in next. I got two guys who it might be. I feel like, shit, it's only right that the guy who's been here longer, he get the first test, don't he? Like, you know what I'm saying? I already... Drew went down. I brought I brought in Jameis. I let you finish that game. Now when it's a who gonna be my starter for the week? Jameis just got here, chasing Hill. He been he been here for the long haul. You know what I'm saying? So let him get his shot first. I don't I don't see nothing wrong with that. Then he got his shot first and he looked straight and he looked like he could be even better. You know what I'm saying? He combined his legs with his with his comfortable with his with his pocket presence. Man made some big time throws. Threw the ball downfield. That's what. That's what you ain't know of what he if he was gonna do. He threw it downfield. He underthrew a lot of them, but he threw he threw the ball downfield. 
He looks straight to me, man. So it, it, it don't really matter what the player's saying. It's, it's for the GM and the head coach to see who their future quarterback is. They wanted to start with Taysom Hill, so they started with Taysom Hill. Yeah, and them getting that win against uh, Atlanta, who's been improved so far since this right since Raheem Morris took over yeah. at, uh, at head coach, uh, them getting a win and getting Denver next week should really help them out. They might go 2-0 and or maybe even 3-0 and in these games that Drew Brees is out. Now, uh, let's go to the Rams game on Monday Night Football. I've watched them over the season, uh, and last night was one of the first games I really got to focus on them. Yo, they hit hard. They, <laughs> they are not playing out there. Uh, the Rams got some. Yes, indeed. Uh, how confident do you feel in their Super Bowl chances after seeing a game like that? Man, I, I, I've i been on the Rams. I've been talking about their offense, and, and when that offense get going, how good they can be because the defense is second to none, man. They probably got the best D in the league, or they're definitely playing the best in the league right now. So it's a momentum game, Harrison. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So week 10, week 11 don't really mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? You got to have this same energy they got right now. They got to have it week 16, 17, and going into them playoffs because how it look right now, it's no easy game first round in the playoffs, man. It's going to be – it's going to be – everybody going to be trying to get against Philly. They're trying to get who, – who played the NFC East? That's the spot you want to be in, and that's not even going to be last, like, seventh place. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's a crazy situation in the NFC and the playoffs, man. But I like the Rams. I wish it would have started like week 14 and I really would have hopped on. But it's kind of early. It's hard to hold that momentum that long. But we'll see how it go, man. I, I, I'm proud of them boys, man. I, I done went to war with a lot of them boys on defense. And I'm proud of them boys, man. They, they playing their ass off right now. Out here in, uh, in L.A., we're starting to see a lot of talk because the Lakers won and the Dodgers won. And everybody is now looking at the Rams to try and have like a, yeah. a, a city three-peat. It'd be interesting and uh, would still be a, a be modicum dope. of fun if they were able to pull it off. Uh, next up, speaking of fun, is our interview with Terrell Davis. The Hall of Famer talks about a number of subjects and obviously relives his moments winning a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos. We'll have that right here on Call to the Booth. We'll be right back. Football is back. So you know what that means, man. We like to put on our favorite jersey, get some beer, get some chips, and lock in on Sundays. So don't forget to lock in with Manscaped, though, man, below the belt. We got to lock in and make sure we nice and neat below the belt so our wives and our girlfriends don't have nothing to say at night after the games, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you spend all day on the couch watching the game, and then you try to get romantic and but you didn't do the part that you should have done before that you didn't treat your halftime correctly uh when you should have been taking care of yourself uh you alluded to it it's the manscape perfect package 3.0 and they got everything you need first of all you know key when we were younger we didn't have the technology that they have now uh where you could actually have the lawnmower 3.0 it's a skin safe technology it's waterproof it's cordless you could bring it in the shower get all the spots that you really need to get. Uh, they also have the crop preserver, which allows, which is a ball deodorant, so you can stop from the chafing, especially if you're not wearing appropriate boxers. Those wear good boxers. And then also you have the crop reviver as well. So you have the perfect package 3.0, all these things that you need to make sure that you're on top of your game when the games are over. Definitely, man. Manscaped.com got us covered, guys. Uh... I can remember, you know, just going into the shower and, and grabbing whatever razor, doing what I got to do, hopping out the shower, dumping baby powder down there. But, I mean, we don't have to go through that kind of stuff no more, guys. We got Manscaped.com. 
Use the promo code NOFLYZONE. You get 20% off and you get free shipping. That's on anything you need. You get you a trimmer. You get you a little deodorant, man. I say you good to go with them two things right there, man. So NOFLYZONE is the, is the promo code. 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, man. They got us covered. Your balls will thank you. Yes, sir. We're back with more Call to the Booth. Harrison Sanford, you guys know that other guy. It's Akeem Tlaib. And we're always honored to have Broncos royalty because, well, Akeem Tlaib is Broncos royalty. Well, we just kind of doubled up on that measure. Now we are joined by Terrell Davis, another person who's won the Super Bowl in Denver. Uh, I'm just going to let you guys go ahead and have fun with it. I'll just play back the top every now and and again. (laughs) What's going down, my man? Good to see you doing your thing with your podcast. And it's it's been a minute, brother. It's been a minute. So I'm trying to be like you, TD, man. You know what I'm saying? Stay relevant. You know what I'm saying? I think I think that's the key to getting in the hall. You gotta stay relevant, man. You can't fade to black after you're done. Guys forget about you. You gotta stay on TV telling them numbers and, 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 <laughs> and keep throwing it in their damn face, right? And that's true. And, and that's true. And it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you're not worthy. I think right. people have to understand about the Hall of Fame and when we'll talk about it. I talked to Steve Atwater. When Steve Atwater was kind of, he had faded, faded, you know, fade to black, was not around, didn't do any television, wasn't coming around a facility. And I said, Steve, after I had gotten in, because I realized what happens is that you're right. These voters, they're only looking at, for the most part, the guys who are on their mind. Right. And if you're not on television, if you're not on radio, if you're not doing your own show, they got a tough task in trying to narrow down about, you know, 15 to 20 players into one slot. So you got to just kind of make them understand, hey, man, I'm around. I do care. Uh, and that's what I ended up doing. And, then, you know, eventually got in. And Steve Atwater, I told him the same thing. And I think it has something to do with it. He was more, you know, out there doing his thing. And I pushed for him a little bit more. And people did, too. And finally, Steve got into it. But finally Keith, he got in. If you you ain't gonna you ain't gonna need to do a whole lot of stomping for it, brother. You ain't gonna need to do a whole lot of <laughs> talking to I'd be nervous. I'd be nervous though, TD. I don't be knowing how it go, man. I because you see some guys who got crazy numbers, they not in like all right, got like Everson Walls. That's that's a local, right? His yep. his nephew is my best friend out here in Dallas. So I done known Cubby since I was ninth grade, spending the night over his house, everything, you know what I'm saying? I Google his numbers once I, you know, once I get a little older. I Google Cubby numbers like, oh my God, <laughs> he got 48 picks. He got a Super Bowl. Like he ain't in the hall though. So I'm like, oh yeah. shit. I don't know, man. It's crazy. But then you see guys like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't, guys who ain't played long like TD. But yeah. I mean, TD numbers just crazy. His five, six years worth of work is stupid. You know what I'm saying? So Listen, it's like I, this. Ah. All I'm going to tell you is, you can't control it. I mean, can't control it's difficult. And it's the one thing that you, you know, I know as bad as you might want it, you, you too many people play a role in, in, in you getting in, right? Yeah. Uh, but you've already put the work in. Yeah. So you can rest, you can rest on that, say, hey man, I'll put the work in. I know I'm worthy. And now it's in God's hands at this point. The voters got to got to see it, see me fit to make it. You'll make it. Trust me, man. They, they, I'm not. Uh, you shouldn't be concerned about that, brother. <laughs> Appreciate that, TD. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be like you, baby. You know what I'm saying? We learn a lot. We look up. We look up to y'all, man. Like even our team, we found ourselves talking about the old, the old Broncos champion teams, and man, we just found ourselves sitting at Vaughn crib, like man, we ate, we. Eight and two right now, like bro, 
No, Vaughn like a weirdo a little bit. So Vaughn asked <laughs> it like, when they was eight and two, man, what y'all think they, what y'all think they mindset was? But like Vaughn asked it like, he like a scientist almost. He asked it like that. So man, we found ourselves talking about y'all so much, man. And kind of like comparing ourselves like, man, nah, you, you the such and such of that team, man. So, so. Who was like who was like the little leaders of the uh, uh, y'all Super Bowl teams? Like of course, of course, John, but like who were some of the leaders like on defense? Who were some of the the locker room guys? The, some of the guys who the glue guys who kept the team together? You know what I'm saying? Like you know the vibe guys, man. Who were some of them guys off y'all team? We key. We had we had we had such an amazing team in terms of yeah. We, we we had no leadership void on either side of the ball, and that's what to me, made our team unique. For example, on our defensive side, we had guys like Keith Burns, right? Like people are like, who is Keith Burns? Well, you know, he wasn't, you know, Keith Burns was, a, was mainly a special teams linebacker. You know, he was a backup linebacker, but he was a glue. He was part of our, our culture, a part of our, our identity. You know, it was Keith Burns in the locker room. It was Steve Atwater, Ray Crockett, Neil Smith. You know, we had all these guys, even, you know, Bill Romanowski, yeah. John Mobley. We, we had a bunch of cats were great leaders, um, and who are accountable to each other. Like we, we made it where everybody was held accountable, you know, for our success. Exactly. And what I mean by that is, so we used to have every, you know, every week, as you just mentioned, man, we went on crazy streets. We won one time, I think 18 straight games. Right. You know, from 90, 98 or 97 to 98. Uh, but we weren't satisfied with that. And it was genuine. It wasn't like we were just saying it, you know what I mean? Like, right. oh, man, you know, we got to win this next game because, you know, just because it's just what it's the great thing to say. No, right. cats pissed off, man. You messed up my Friday because Friday we had hat day, and yeah. we weren't playing, we weren't gonna put no pads on. We didn't have no helmets on, and every it, during the middle of the game, if we were down. Hey, man, y'all messing up our hat day, brother. Y'all need to <laughs> get together. Let's go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we, had, we had a we had a perfect blend of cats who talk, perfect blend of guys who who did talk. Guys were about that, you know, about the action. Um, and listen, we were glad and happy to be able to leave a legacy and then look at the Bronco team, like your team, you know, the 2015 team that you guys put, put the work in, Exactly. And, you know, you guys saw kind of the, you know, kind of what we had set. You see those banners in, in the stadium. Uh -huh. Hell yeah. yeah. So, you know, it was kind of cool to see you guys strive yeah. to finally hit that, that goal. Hell yeah, even when y'all used to come around though, like y'all don't see y'all don't feel that. Y'all just coming, y'all chopping it up. Y'all pay a little attention to the team, like, hey, what's up, y'all boys? But y'all more <laughs> vibing with each other, right? But right. we feel that though, man. We like look at them, like there they go, bro. Look, like that shit, like gold. It was like I remember that, like Ray Crockett and them looking like, man, look at Ray. Hey, bro, like y'all you know saying that's them right there. They won it, they did it, man. So that yeah. definitely, when, when it's time for us to go back, man, I'm gonna make sure we get all the guys to go back because that definitely rub off on the guys. That yeah. definitely rub off on the guys, especially if you if you already got the places in, in, in the pieces in place, man, that last little, when y'all guys came through, man, I feel like that propelled us though, you know what I'm saying? We actually was tangible, we could touch the champions, we could see y'all, we could see they vibe. And we like, shit, we the same. We do the right. same, we vibe the same as y'all. So man, I think that definitely that definitely helped us out a little bit. Let me ask you a question, man, because you came from you came from New England the year yeah. before you came, got to Denver. Mm -hmm. And there's so much talk about that culture in New England, that winning culture and everything yep. they bring there and how they just kind of it's like a machine there. And it, it's not to say that Denver's that's Denver's Denver's different, but it doesn't mean different is is either worse or better. Like right. what, what was 
that experience like for you, I've always wanted to ask you that coming from New England and then going to Denver and then kind of finding your, your niche in Denver. Man, the New England, the New England experience for me was dope, man. It was, yeah. I loved it. I loved it, man. People like you say, oh, whatever you want, it's a military. But honestly, Bill don't give a damn about nothing but three things. Be on time. Yeah. Don't play around with the media and know your stuff, know your plays and stuff. And he don't really bother you on, yeah, he don't really bother you on, on nothing else. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't really get the military this. And mil- I ain't really feel all that, man. I put it like this, TD. Bill will tell us one day, like, hey, man, look, let y'all boys sleep in this week, man. We're going to start at 12 all week. Oh, we'll wow. be out of here. We'll be out of here about an hour and a half later. So we'll be out of here about 5.35, 6 at the latest. But we ain't taking no lunch break, man. Just be ready to work. Eat lunch before your ass come. We're going to be ready to work from when we get here. Like, little shit like that, that's grown man shit to me, right? Yeah. And then little shit like, we come to practice. We're going to start the day off with a walkthrough, right? When I got to Denver or when I got to Tampa, I got to get there, hurry up, change, put on uh, Broncos issue gear and shit. Like, you get there in New England, you just go, whatever I wore to work, I wore this to work, shit, I go out and walk through like this. Like, and Bill don't care about that kind of stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? So little stuff like that, man, that, that, that's, that guy, that mean a lot to me, man. Just like, what is my coach worried about? I had a coach, Greg Shiano used to make us wear polo shirts around the, the hotel at home games. Like, come on, TD. Yeah. I want to go downstairs to get a Gatorade in the apple, bro. <laughs> I got to put on a polo shirt to do that. That's too, you're doing too much. You're doing too much, bro. You're not worried about football if you got that rule, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I say, man, my experience from New England was, was dope. But the difference in Denver was like, man, like Kubiak was one of those guys, like, keep going in the locker room, it's practice, it's practice. I come out with some gold shoes on or something. Key, go change some shoes, bro. I'm like, cool. Why are you worried about my shoes at practice? Yeah. Key, just go change the damn shoes. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to go change the shoes. You know what I'm saying? So he yeah. was kind of on that, but but I don't know. I feel like he, he treated us like grown men. And it was the vibe with, with the Broncos. That's what we didn't have in New England. Like we had a great locker room vibe, but like once I left the locker room, I chilled with LeGarrette Blunt. That's probably it. Right. Once I left the locker room in Denver, it's guys who almost lived at Vine House. Like right. anytime I go over there, it's gonna be 15 to 20 guys over there. No bullshit, TD. Yeah. Like it was just a vibe, man. Like we was really, really partners, man. Like I go out. We go to Eastern where my wife, damn, I see them boys over there. Like, damn, they out. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, baby, they out. <laughs> I'm missing. I'm here with you. They out. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it was it was a real, real vibe. And now wonder we won the Super Bowl. That yes, that's you hit the nail on the head, man. That that when they talk about chemistry and yep. being connected, I was Vaughn at the time. I was yeah. singing. Hey, I was the dude that everybody was at my house, and, and we always tried to hang out. We went to the movies, man. We went to the, went out to dinner. We we liked each other beyond the field and the locker. Yeah. So so when you have that kind of closeness and connection with a team, oh, the bond is unbreakable, man. And so you yeah. know, if I'm playing for you, man, Akeem, I'm playing for you. You know, I'm gonna bust my ass to make sure that you ain't getting hit, or you gonna break that long run. Or we gonna speed up the pass rush so that you got time to you know to cover your guy. It be, it's different. It just becomes different. a different connection. It's no longer just all right, I'm going to work and I'm gonna do the things that coaches tell me to do, and then I'm gonna break wide. No, yep. man, we 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 incorporate that family atmosphere. So anything that you guys did, and of course when you do that, 
and you play unselfish ball, man, you could achieve great things. Yeah, that's that's definitely real. And then as I as I you know old thirty four year old leave, I look back on all my teams that was like cold, like my Orange Bowl winning teams, my my high school teams who went to the playoffs for the first time in thirty years. We ain't win no chip, but that was an accomplishment to us. Shit, we sorry <laughs> as high school, we done made it to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? First time in thirty years. So and then my Super Bowl team, just just both of my Super Bowl teams, like. Like what did all those teams have in common? And it's exactly what you just said, man. We we cared about each other outside of the locker room and on the field. You know what I'm saying? Then was the teams where, then was the guys who all my friends now probably came off those teams because we was off the field doing stuff and things like that. Real shit. Right on. TD, you have some experience with this, and it keeps coming up on his first notable anniversary of winning the Super Bowl. Obviously, unfortunately, it's happening in the middle of this pandemic, uh, but it's the five year and it's going to be the five year anniversary of uh, Super Bowl 50 coming up uh, next, you know, the next Super Bowl coming up next year. How did you guys celebrate your first five year anniversary? And, and what would you tell Akib? How, how did the festivities kind of work when you're getting the guys back together for that first real big, that first big one to commemorate the moment? Yeah, I man, it wasn't. I would say I wish we had done it, um, you know, bigger, and I wish we had more guys come back for it. Uh, and he, he he's probably experiencing it right now. Is that after ball, it seemed like guys we started to get a little bit disconnected, and just because life, you know, guys live on different coasts of the country, uh, different places, and as far as families wise. Uh, sometimes, you know, guys are working, doing different things for that date. And so we didn't get a chance to celebrate our fifth year anniversary as much as we, we, we would, you know, would have liked. Um, but I say, man, if you can try to make sure those moments are special, because I do wish and we talk about like right now, we have a lot of guys that we are all connected during either uh, Zoom or on our little uh, chat threads. We're all on there talking to each other. And so I'm man, the main thing I miss about playing the game is that is being able to recount some of those stories. And I was watching something the other day, it was on NFL Network on their app. And it was uh, it was Alfred Williams, it was Marsh Slareth and Steve Atwater. And they recounted, they went back to our 98 season and they went through the playoff run. And they went through all these stories that I had never heard before because it, it was from their perspective. Yeah. From our playoff run. And I was like, I was blown away by some of these stories about what happened, mm -hmm. how they felt when this thing happened during our playoff run when we played Kansas City, when we played um, Pittsburgh, went to Pittsburgh to beat them where Cordell Stewart and, and, and Alfred was telling me in that, uh, well, telling in that piece how they were like, man, if we, if they didn't feel good about playing the Steelers at all. And I didn't know that. that our defense was like, man, they do not want to play. The, Alfred was like, I do not want to play the Steelers. That's <laughs> <laughs> I never heard him say that, man, because you think as a team, I don't give a damn who we play. We about right. boys. <laughs> but, but, but some years later, some 20 years later, when he says, man, we never wanted to see the Steelers. I was like, wow. Like, I'm glad I didn't know that then. Yeah. <laughs> but, also, but also like some other cats talk about the Vikings that year. We didn't play them in the Super Bowl because they had lost to, uh, or the year afterwards, uh, they had lost to uh, the Falcons. And I know some guys, you know, behind closed doors saying they didn't want to see the Vikings. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. I'm like, I never thought my boys would be saying this kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, on a schedule, we about to go smack these boys, man. That <laughs> was funny to see that, man. So listen, make sure you guys stay connected, Akeem. Make sure you keep your boys connected. You guys, fifth year, 10th year, 25 year anniversary, man, celebrate it, man, because it, it's an accomplishment that a lot of guys who played this game will never, ever get a chance to experience that. And so we got we to gotta just live that, uh, live that moment. Definitely. We, we try to, man, we talk a lot. Talk to, uh, I just was talking to D where the other day, you know what I'm saying? Talk to Vaughn all the time. TJ just had a little baby. So man, it's, it's a bunch of guys, even guys who, who like, uh, do radio and stuff like in Denver, man. Some guys do radio, man. They hit me up. Key, man. I'm, I'm Tyler, Tyler Columbus. I'm like, oh yeah, Tyler, come on now. Yeah. I'm doing whatever for you, bro. You was on the tip team. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. So stuff like that, and then look, it's funny you say that. I was just talking to Vaughn, maybe like two weeks ago or something. We were talking about we. I don't know how we started talking about it. We were talking about our AFC Championship game. That's because both of us say like, man, well, here's Super Bowl Fifty, and mine. We talked my mom. He asked me about the AFC Championship game because I always tell the story like that was my favorite game. Like not even the Super Bowl. Like the AFC Championship game was, right. was my favorite game. You know what I'm saying? He was talking about his. He was like, man, his Super Bowl, he felt like it was like a movie. You know what I'm saying? He was like, he was like, I was in it like, bruh, this is like a movie right now. What was what was what was your favorite game? You know what I'm saying? As a as a Bronco. Yeah. <clears throat> my it just <clears throat> well, yeah, my favorite game had to be Super Bowl 32. I mean, it's it's just because that's the that's the one. That's the one that we, you know, we every you know, everything we do, we're trying to get to that moment. Yep. And you kind of ask yourself, like, you know, as a kid, I've seen the Super Bowls. You know, right. I was at home, I've seen them. We see it. We see how big the moment is. And now you start asking yourself the question when you're there, like, how does this compare to what you thought it would be like? And I remember that whole week. Is this the to, first one? Is this the first one or the second one? This is the first one. Okay. The first one. I was trying to downplay it um, just because that's that I'm better. I play better when my mind, when I, when I just make everything seem like it, it's no big deal. Right. I start thinking it's a big game, man, and then I, 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 I can lose sight of I can have a horrible game. Yeah. So I've learned this kind of technique of just, all right, man, just another game, nothing different. You know, 100 yard field, same stuff. 11 guys on defense, man. I've seen this stuff. <laughs> nothing, man. It's right. right. I mean, they, shit, they put their pants on the same way we put our pants on, man. Same thing, right? Right. Uh, and I remember coming back in from pregame warm up and then going back out for the regular game. And they call your name, you get to run out the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> Akeem, that's when I, man, I, I, like a lightning bolt hit me in my chest. <laughs> this ain't no normal game. <laughs> right, right. My, my chest started pounding. I'm like, oh, I got, I got to keep all this stuff in because I know this is a, a this is a normal game. And my body's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> Come on and then they call you to run out. I ran out there, and they, Carl went nuts, called the name. I was like, bro, this is it. There is no tomorrow. Like, this is yeah. it. There is no more. Oh, wait a minute. Let me make sure that I go do my, my checks. Nah. My protections. Let me make sure I understand this next play. That's it. It's time to roll, man. Time to roll after that. It's so your next one, though, look. So your next one, did you have that same? No. It was like, oh, it was like, yeah, I'd have been here before, huh? <laughs> I was like, oh, man, we want to smack the Falcons, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, look. <laughs> <laughs> on my second one, I wasn't like, oh, we about to smack the Patriots because we was playing time them. But yeah. I was like, but I, but as far as like how you said the feeling, I was like, yeah, it's a chip. I'm watching everybody else like, yeah, look at him. He in his first chip. He's super excited. He, 
He's still are scrambling. Watching, yeah, he's texting watching, people. Just watching teammates. Yeah, I'm watching teammates. Yeah. Like he's scrambling. Oh yeah, man, mom, where, where y'all at? Y'all coming? This is like days before the game, leading up. I'm just looking at everybody else. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm, I was enjoying seeing other people go through it for the first time. Like you know what I'm saying? I, I, Marcus Peters and AD. I was enjoying watching all them boys go through it for the first time. It was. It was the second time I went to the tip. It was really like, yeah, this is just another game. But the right. first time I was like you, man. I was like, oh shit. Uh, 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 I was trying to make sure everybody's straight at home. I was trying to keep my mind right for the game. It was, it was, it was a lot going on. It was a yeah. ton going on that week, man. So, and it's different. Yeah, it's, it's just different. it's a different week altogether. This just because it's a it, listen, it's two weeks really. I mean, it's a two. It's a yeah. play, play a game in two weeks, yeah. and there's a lot of time to overthink the game, overthink the game plan. Um, you know, we Mike Mike Shanahan did a great job with making sure we did everything before we went to San yep. Diego. We did the same thing. Yeah, you take care of all that stuff. And of course, John Benner. So, you, so the understanding mm -hmm. that how important it is to just take care of the stuff. Put the whole game plan in before you get down to whatever. Mm -hmm. the is. I'm glad y'all won that game too, man. Yeah, we had to win that thing, man. It was it was. <laughs> we we felt like see, I almost had that championship kind of feeling. I almost had that in the AFC tip. Cause I'm like, man, if we win this game, that it's momentum, over. yeah, it's over. That momentum gonna storm us through the, I don't care who we playing, the Cardinals, who we got, the Cardinals or the, or, or the Panthers. Yeah. I'm like, oh nah, they, they, neither one of them offense can't do nothing with us on defense. So this the one, if we gonna have a problem on defense, it's gonna be Tom Brady in this game right here. So that's the game I had like, all right, man, I gotta make sure everything's straight. We gotta play perfect, man. We was, we was, we lightweight was pressing. But we end up playing a good game, man. Offense came out and gave us something. Good yeah, run game. Gave you a little bit. They gave yeah, they, they gave you a lot. <laughs> they gave us. Hey, they was toting that pill, man. CJ was toting that rock. Toting that pill. Hey, they a lot. But y'all, y'all had me sweating for a minute. I'm like, uh oh. Hey, hey. <laughs> it came down to the wine, didn't it? <laughs> it, it does see. It does seem likely that uh, Super Bowl champions will be coming out of the AFC West for the time coming. Uh, and I'm referring to uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They look like they're going to they have a great future ahead of them. Obviously, you guys have seen what Justin Herbert has done uh, there for the Chargers as well. Uh, the Raiders now in Las Vegas have a number of draft picks to build on their capital going forward. Yep. It's a strong division in terms of you looking in the future and obviously the present uh, with the Chiefs. Where do you guys think where do you guys think the, the Broncos stand in terms of being a formidable team? being a playoff team, eventually getting to the status of Super Bowl contending team. Where are they right now? What what does the front office need to do to kind of get them to go forward? And, and TD, I'll let you start first. Yeah, for me, when I watch them, they're just, I mean, they're a young team. I believe they're, they're about 25, averaging 25 years of age. I think they're either, they're top, definitely top five in the youngest roster in the, in the NFL. And when you have a young roster, man, you, you, you have to kind of temper expectations a little bit. I mean, this is not a team that's built to win right now. They have a young quarterback in Drew Locke that they still are trying to figure out if he's the quarterback. Um, obviously, he finished last year in 2019 strong. This year, there's been a mixed bag with him. You know, he has some games where he's looking good, some games he's, he hasn't looked good. So there's still people who are not convinced that he's the quarterback. Um, you got like the receiving core, Jerry Judy, you know, mm -hmm. he's – he should be getting better. KJ Hamler, um, Noah Fant, Big Albert O. I mean, the talent, I think the talent, it should be there. But again, I think we have to be patient. 
and, yeah. and we want in, on this level, there's this idea that you build a team and they're ready to win right now. And it's really no look toward the future. So yeah, Denver needs, they, they're going to probably take their lumps this year, maybe even next year. Yep. But I think, in, you know, maybe, maybe it's 2022 where I see them being a, a being a contender. The defense side of the ball is always going to be pretty good. Um, you know, you see what's happening there. Obviously Vaughn didn't play this year, you know, so that's, that's a huge loss there. Um, but yeah, man, I, I like this. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm biased and I like to say Denver's going to be a playoff <laughs> team this year, but you know, I, as I watch them, I just don't see, I, I see this team having to do some more work to start to get to a level where they can compete consistently in their own division, you know, with the Raiders, with the chiefs, you know, chargers, they can, you know, compete with the Chargers right now. You know, the Chargers playing completely to me. Uh, they're they're underperforming. Hell yeah. But yeah, that's that's my thought on that team, man. So you know, just be patient, man. Hopefully, a few yeah. years, this team looks good. Yeah, definitely. I say the same thing though. Uh, when you got a young team like that, I think it could, it's a bad thing because you're really not going to win now. You know what I'm saying, but it's a good thing in the sense that, man, we're going to find out who our next Terrell Davis's is and Chris Harris's is. Like you finding that out right now, so. I think that's what happened. You rebuild, you get young guys like that. You find the guys who we really could, who the real professionals out of these young guys, the guys we really could depend on and lean on. You know what I'm saying? So I think this year, next year, they'll figure those guys out. And then you would know if Drew Locke, one of those guys or not, if he's not, then you, you bring in that free agent class like we did. You get a quarterback in there who could take these guys to the next level. And then you bring some key pieces in on defense that can lead that defense, man. And it's a, it's a, it's a, a collaboration of them young that young core you had for a couple of years, and then them old vets that you bring in, boom. And then you see what you got. You make your run at the chip. If it work, it work. If it don't, boom, we start over. And then you do the same thing. And I think football is just, that's football. You just keep doing that over and over again, trying to match up that team. And I think they got some good young players to stand on right now, man. And in, in a year or two, they match them guys with a, with a nice group of free agents. And I think they'll be ready to do something if Drew locked the guy. But if he's not the guy, one of those free agents would be a quarterback who they bring in. That's, that's, that's a good question. <clears throat> How much can can identifying or not being able to identify your quarterback of the future kind of hurt the trajectory as, as a front office in terms of discovering your team? Because again, while you know the Chargers have been disappointing, I feel there's a sentiment that Justin Herbert is the quarterback of the future, regardless of how they're playing as a team. I think a lot of people think he's put enough good stuff on tape where you can at least feel confident in that position. Whereas I feel as if there's not a level of that, that high level of confidence in, in, in Drew Locke. Do, do I have that? Do I have that right? Yeah. Yeah. You have it right. Listen, the, it, it's, it's the biggest chess piece out there is yeah. that you have to get that position, right? Um, no matter what else is going on, if you don't get the quarterback, right, it's hard to build things around him because you don't understand. For example, your quarterback is going to dictate to you the kind of scheme you run. It's going to dictate to you what kind of help the quarterback is going to need. Yeah. It's going to dictate to you what kind of support he's going to need from a defensive standpoint. You know, there's some team or where you're going to um, distribute your assets. If you have a quarterback that can put 30, 40 points on the board, then then maybe defensively you don't need to go get a high price free agent because you understand that listen we we just got to keep a team to you know 20 points a game 25 points a game and we have a chance to win and we've seen that so but if you don't have a quarterback your defense better be shutting people down you know 15 14 points a game 
in order to win win games, and that's 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 asking a lot. <laughs> that's, that's ask, asking a lot. So that as we've seen, that position is the most pivotal chest piece you can have, and the worst thing you can do is be a team that's that's decent that wins about eight games a year, mm-hmm. nine year, and you never have a chance to go up to get that number one, number two pick. Exactly. I'm, like, I'm much rather, we either got to just stink. Be so here we, or here. Right. Yeah, yeah, we can't be sitting here every year. Oh, yeah, they're decent. They're winning six games, seven games, eight games a year, and their quarterback is just good enough to win that many games. Exactly. That's when you're in trouble. That's false. That's false hope, man. That's when you're in trouble. CD. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. You was one of the guys. I'm like, man, y'all get in touch with TD, man. I always wanted to chop it up with you. You know what I'm saying? Just hear you talk about them teams. Cause like I said, we always looked up to y'all when we saw y'all around the building and everything, man. So appreciate you taking time, man. And uh, coming on call to the booth, baby. Anytime, keep you know, anytime you holler at me, man, I'm there for you, brother, man. Already Again, know. You, you family, watch you for many years, winning that chip, fifth Super Bowl 50, many times locking down folks. Yes, I always sir. laugh when you're taking people chain too, man. Stop trying to- <laughs> this is Jared Goff, and you're listening to Call to the Booth. We're back with more Call to the Booth. The keep to leave Harrison Sanford. The second part of our interview with Terrell Davis will air in our fantasy football show, audio on Thursday, video on Friday on YouTube. You know how we do. Before we get out of here, Thursday night football, Thursday day football, Thanksgiving day football previews. We got three of them. Um, should be all good ones. We don't know what the finality or the final outcome is going to be in the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game because a number of players have come down uh, with COVID, including Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, which means Gus Edwards is going to be a very popular uh, person to add on the waiver wires if you can still add them or if you're still in competition in your fantasy football league. (laughs) I got two big weeks, man. Can I... I, Keep, can I can I get a moment of silence, please? It was a it was out, a moment there. Pull look, out a forty for me. <laughs> look, we had a little moment. You need more than that. <laughs> you need a nice little moment. <laughs> I needed two touchdowns. I needed Gronk to outscore Ryan Suckup by six points last night. That's all I needed. All right, let's move on here. That's enough. Um, enough of my sad story. Nobody cares about my fantasy football team outside of me. All right, Houston Texans taking on the Detroit Lions. First game of the day. Texans are three-point favorites. It's a 51 over-under. We still don't know the status of Kenny Galladay. The Lions, must say, an absolutely embarrassing loss to the Carolina Panthers uh, against P.J. Walker at quarterback. Uh, what do you got here? Texans minus three versus the Lions, 51 over-under. I'm going to take the Texans, man. They're starting to play a little bit better. Deshaun's starting to put some points on the board. So, Texans minus three, I'm going Texans. Okay. Uh, So, after every game, and I think it might be a specific game, they give out a turkey leg. We're just going to give out turkey legs for all three games. You got some candidates. You got Will Fuller. You got Deshaun Watson. Maybe J.J. Watt has a day. Uh, Maybe Marvin Jones has a day. Who gets the turkey leg after this one? We're going to go Deshaun. It's it's, uh, it's probably his first. Is it his first, Paul? First Thanksgiving game for Deshaun. He one of those kind of guys, man. He like he loved the stage. And and with a season, how the season been going for the Texans, this is this is a stage for him, you know what I'm saying? So it might be his last stage. 
Yeah. So, man, no. I I expect him to put on and perform, man. Go Deshaun, putting on the yeah, show they, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, they they opened the season with an incredibly tough schedule. Yeah, um, they and did. It does not look like they're going to make the playoffs. So, you're right. This could be the last time that he's really in the limelight. Um, so, why not show out? All right, next game. And all of a sudden... They still they might be the worst division in football, but somebody's still making the playoffs out of the NFC East, and so this is a big time matchup. The Washington Football Team, uh, three point underdogs. Is that, did I get that right, Paul? Three point underdogs. Yeah, th- Washington mm-hmm. Football Team, three point underdogs against the Dallas Cowboys, who just came off a win against the Minnesota Vikings at Minnesota. Uh, Alex Smith, obviously a quarterback. Andy Dalton back at quarterback. Uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, it's a 46 over under. Washington football team, three-point underdogs at the Dallas Cowboys, 46 over under. Winner gets closer to losing in the first round of the NFC East. I mean, the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Cowboys, man. Cowboys coming off a nice win. Washington coming off a nice win as well. But uh, opponent a little bit better against the Cowboys, man. They coming home. Uh, let's go Cowboys, man. And and for the turkey leg, Zeke going to do it. Zeke had a nice little game last week. I think he, you know, finding, finding his swag back, man. You're not going to keep him down too long. He came out, I think he had 100 last week. Nice game last week, man. He'll come back. Washington been struggling and stopped to run a little bit. And uh, big game at home for the Cowboys, man. Let's go Cowboys, minus three, Zeke. Turkey Be- leg winner. Best best believe Zeke is looking for that Salvation Army uh, yes, bucket sir. again. Yeah, for sure. And unbelievable. Uh, I feel like the the fan base should be energized because if you make it to the playoffs, you still you got a chance. Yeah. Uh, they they have a chance All to make time. the playoffs. And you seen guy? You seen the last seed wild card team eight and eight, nine and seven? You didn't seen them come out and win the chip before, man. I think Green Bay did it. I think Pittsburgh might have did it, but I'm sure Green Bay did it. They both did. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Look, it happens. It's possible, man. So you make it to the tournament. That's all you can ask for. There we go. And then finally, this game is going to be uh, impacted by uh, COVID, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Baltimore Ravens uh, getting four points, four-point underdogs at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers over-under is at 45. Uh, there are some doubts if this game is going to be played. I really hope it does. Um, even still, uh, what do you got here so far as if the game was going, as if the game is going to be played 45 is the over under Baltimore Ravens after overtime loss to the Titans are four point underdogs. AFC North games. It's always bang sessions, man. So we definitely going to start off with the under and hmm, it's tough, man. Cause somebody going to knock Pittsburgh off. But I don't know if it's going to be this week and this short week against these Ravens. So I, I ain't going to bet against them until after they already lose. You know what I'm saying? I'm riding with the Steelers, minus four with the under. And the Steelers defense, man, if y'all can, take the Steelers defense. They're going to ball. They know they know, they know, uh, Lamar, and he's probably going to be down two running backs. Uh, I think one of the O-linemen might have went down last week. So, man, you know, it's, it's tough times. A little adversity for the Ravens. So, man, I think the Steelers going to ball, and I think Minka Fitzpatrick is going to be the one who come out with the turkey leg. Okay, there we go. So, turkey legs going to Zeke, Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Deshaun Watson. Uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. We'll be right back with our audio show with fantasy football advice for Thursday, video on Friday, 
and the second part of our Terrell Davis interview. Uh, have any, you want to say grace? You want to give parting words? <laughs> hey, happy Thanksgiving. Everybody enjoy. Be safe out there. Come to the booth.